When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The, um, the issues with DJ LeMayhew, Matt Carpenter, um, if they come, Andrew Benintendi. Um, the Yankees are playing well right now. You always want as many good players as you can have, Keith. Um, the problem right now is trying to figure out how good they are. DJ LeMay, who has been dealing with his foot issue, and he's he's close to, you know, now that the games don't matter, it's a good time to see if he can actually contribute. Um, he's got to be able to hit, Keith. He's If he can't hit, he's not worth putting in the lineup because you're taking some of these other guys out. There are some, you know, and there's an issue with that. The Yankees need to rotate guys if DJ LeMay is going to play and you got to figure that out. First things to figure out, Keith, is can DJ LeMay hit? Because he even said it. If he can't hit, he's useless. Yeah. And if he can't hit, you don't just automatically put him at the top of the order and no. have him lead off. Uh, I hope they don't do that. Like, that's what I was like. Do, do they just put him in at leadoff after Judge has been leading off? Like, maybe they put him lower in the lineup to see what he can do and then uh, potentially move him up. I hope he's good. This is a guy that the Yankees gave a six-year, $90 million contract to. This is a guy that we've seen play three different positions in the infield. He can be very valuable uh, coming up here. But this is a this is a Yankees team that has multiple guys that play multiple positions. And like they they're not they're not hurting for much. Like, you know, even without DJ LeMayu, they can win games. So hopefully DJ is ready to go. Uh, I'm a DJ fan. Uh, I, I feel bad about the guy, the way his season ended last year and he missed the wild card. I hope he's ready to go for October this season. Listen, and if he's healthy and he can hit, okay, now you got to to figure things out. But Anthony Rizzo is back. He's playing first. Glaber Torres, we just got done talking about him. You're not taking him out of the lineup. Right. John Donaldson struggled a little bit lately. He was on a little bit of a roll. He is phenomenal defensively. If DJ LeMahieu is compromised at all physically, it's going to affect him defensively too. Uh, let's not forget that the Yankees um, have built themselves into a better defensive team, and I think that Josh Donaldson has to be a part of that. So – where is DJ LeMahieu going to play? The only way you really want to start figuring that out, Keith, is if he is hitting and really hitting over the course of this last week of the season. Yeah, there's there's not a spot for him right now. Like like you said, Donaldson's glove at third has been good. He's he's made some mistakes, some bad throws or whatever, but overall, he's a solid third baseman. And Glaber Torres, you can't move. Glaber's going good. You just leave him there. Uh, mm. Rizzo being back, that lefty bat. Obviously, you want him at first. There is no starting position for DJ. Kind of funny. That's how DJ came into the Yankees. Where is he going to play? You know, there's there's no starting position for this guy. But he's a two-time batting champ. He's a guy that was getting MVP votes in 2020, um, 2019. I don't know. I think he, you know, even if he's on the bench, he'll be a valuable piece 
for the Yankees because he can play multiple position, multiple positions. And if his bat comes to life in these last two weeks of the season, uh, good for the Yankees to have him. Um, I also think he's a leader on the team. I think he's a, a guy, a veteran that people look to on the team as a guy that's been around and, and done it for years. It's only worth it if he can hit. And at that point, though, you say, okay, you got the DH to play with too, but Giancarlo Stanton is part of this, right? Yeah. Stanton has been miserable since coming back minus a couple of hits. Um, but you almost have to keep taking that chance of putting him out there because you know what happens when Stanton gets hot. Another guy that is proven in October, uh, another guy that is feared yeah. that, you know, even when he's not going right, he's feared and the pitchers approach him differently. So you have to have him in there. You have to hope that he gets locked in. It's like Stanton will hit a grand slam or, you know, he'll show up uh, and hit a home run when you need him to once in a while, a clutch home run, but it's not consistent at all. And uh, his strikeouts, they're tough to watch. But, yeah, you got to keep him in that lineup unless Matt Carpenter s- suddenly is um, healed up in the next couple of weeks. I would not mind seeing uh, Stanton get a break and, you know, Carpenter be in that DH spot, especially as another left-handed bat in the lineup. That's the other thing, too. Um, and, listen, I think we know that their outfield is pretty much set, right? Bader in center, Judge in right. And you're going to play Oswaldo Cabrera in left right now. Um, you know, so you don't need to squeeze Matt Carpenter into the outfield. You don't need to squeeze Giancarlo Stanton into the outfield. Nope. You're better with the, so you've got, now you're trying to figure out, okay, you need the healthy body and the best hitter at DH right now. That's still Giancarlo Stanton, because I don't know what DJ LeMay and Matt Carpenter. Are. And let's, let's remember, even if Matt Carpenter comes back, he was on such a role. I mean, I don't know that I can just plug him in and expect, you know, Raul yeah. Banez 2012 going into a postseason game. There's a long way back. He's been out a long time. Giancarlo Stanton might still be your best bet in that spot. because, And I'll find out if DJ LeMay, you can hit soon. I, I, I just, you know, Carpenter was a really good story for a long time, Keith. But can I plug him in and expect that again? We don't know. And no, I was talking to one of my boys about this. I'm like, you guys forgot, right? When Carpenter burst on the scene, it was Memorial Day weekend. We were in Tampa. He was hitting home runs right away. He was looking like Barry Bonds before Judge yeah. really got rolling. And he was seeing the ball so well. Uh, his home runs in Yankee Stadium uh, over the short porch were awesome. And they were no doubters. They weren't short porchers. I, I feel so bad that this guy got hurt and uh, has had to sit down now for a couple months. We don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, reclaim the Matt Carpenter that we saw, the Matt Carpenter that we were looking at. Like, wow, this is a guy that could get comeback player of the year, you know, if there was a trophy for that. Like, this is a guy that no one really saw coming. And uh, he came out of the gate with home runs and RBI and clutch hits. And I don't know if he's going to be that, but I know this. He's a veteran. Um, he's got, got postseason experience. And when we're looking at the Yankees, I always use this example because in 2020, when we were playing Tampa, we had to go to a left-handed bat late in the game. And that left-handed bat was Mike Ford. Yeah. I will take yeah, yeah. Matt Carpenter yes. over Matt Ford, uh, over Mike Ford 10 times out of 10, whether he's seeing the ball or not, just the threat. He's got a good eye, right? He's going to see some pitches. And uh, I think he'll be ready in, in that capacity, a left-handed bat off the bench to pinch it late. You know, and I, and I wonder if, you know, I don't know when Andrew Benintendi is going to get a chance to really show what he's going to do yet. He's still a ways away. You're probably not thinking about him for the division series at all because he hasn't really done anything yet, right? So maybe down the road if you advance. Um, but all of a sudden that's going to, you know, put Oswaldo Cabrera in a different box. Um, and he has been uh, – what's really impressed me is that he went – he started out hot, 
Then he, then he went through a slump, and you're thinking, okay, rookie is going to disappear as soon as he gets cold. They're starting to pitch, uh, pitch to him differently. His confidence is going to take a hit. He came out of that. He came out of that well and is back again to being a guy who is showing you some of that energy. Um, he's going – if you're going to bring back Carpenter or Benintendi or all of these guys, he's going to be a guy who whose at-bats are going to be harder to find. And I think that's okay. I, I think he's a young man that is just soaking it all in and is happy to be here and understands he's a rookie and that he wasn't necessarily in the plans. And uh, if he's got to take a seat, he's got to take a seat. You know, I threw his name out there on uh, MLB Network yesterday. They were talking about what rookie would you want to start a team with? And it was Julio Rodriguez and Stephen Kwan mm. and uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and Michael Harris. Yeah. And, you know, I joke because I'm like, well, there's a guy in New York that's played six positions. He's a switch hitter, like pretty valuable. Yeah. Sample size is way smaller. But sure. just what I said, though, he's played six different positions. He's a switch hitter. He yeah. is a valuable utility guy off the bench, depending on the situation and circumstances. If he's not a starter, that's OK, because I also kind of want to shield him from postseason where you make a mistake and that's forever. Uh, I think Oswaldo will understand that, too. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out as we get going, like if Benintendi is probably the most important player they can get back, I'm thinking, because, you know, LeMayu is I think LeMayu is still I don't know if he's fully compromised physically, but we got done talking about like you have people to play those positions who are contributing um, and Cabrera is contributing too, but Benintendi is a different level kind of guy, a veteran guy, lefty bat. Um, and I think that he just adds something different. He's the one guy that I think you'd say, yep, if he's healthy, I'm playing him, I'm putting him in. I don't know that I can say that about LeMayhew and Carpenter as much as it hurts to say that. I, I don't know that it's just that easy if, they're healthy. They're playing. LeMayu might be healthy, but like I need to see him hit. You know what I mean? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Benintendi makes this outfield the best outfield that will be in the postseason. Benintendi, Bader Judge. Benintendi is a guy that they traded for at the deadline that most likely will move on and go somewhere else and sign for a big deal uh, in another um, city somewhere. So for me, it's like you need you need to advance and you need to get something out of this guy. He's a World Series champion. He has that experience and that pedigree. Even just his style uh, of hitting, his approach at the plate in this lineup is needed. He is the most important uh, guy to return out of the three between DJ, Carpenter, and uh, and Benny. I don't know. I, I just hope that his handmate bone, which when he when they were talking to him about it, he made it seem like, oh, I've dealt with this before. It'll be a month. And uh, I hope that there is a chance that, you know, he's back and the Yankees roll out this postseason roster and you see all the names and you're like, yeah, here we go. The Yankees are ready to roll and uh, they have an embarrassment of riches, right? They have more help than they need. You know, it's a, these are good problems to have. They have more superstars, more all-stars, more talent than they can even put on the field. 
I think I think there is a danger in that. I do remember in 2006 watching what I thought was a pretty good Yankees team get Hideki Matsui back late in the season from an injury and trying to figure out how to get Matsui and Sheffield and Giambi and and all and Arod was kind of fizzling at that point uh, of the season and that in October I feel like that's there is a danger in that. Um, but I, I guess that's a question you answer when everybody gets healthy again. One guy that got healthy and is contributing, we've seen a week's worth of Harrison Bader. Um, I think we all like what we see, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I see Bader. And even last night, he's drinking the beers. He's partying with the guys. And, you know, St. Louis clinched uh, last night. So yeah. he would have been celebrating either way. And, he's going to get two playoff shares. <laughs> yeah. And he was partying like he's been on the Yankees all year. He looks comfortable. He's a New Yorker. He is a guy that has come in and um, didn't waste any time erasing the thought of, oh, Jordan Montgomery, that was a bad trade. He didn't waste any time fitting in, making an impact. And he belongs. He belongs. So I'm excited for him. His speed, uh, what, we, what we've seen of him in center field, we haven't seen anybody cover center field like that. I guess Gardy is the closest thing. But – uh, he's going to be a better bat than Guardy. He's going to steal bases and he's just got a, like a young flair and uh, pizzazz. And I don't know, he's just one of those type of guys. When you see him on the field, you know, he's got it. He doesn't look nervous at all. The pinstripes don't look heavy at all. I'm excited for him. I do like, you know, watching him come in on a ball on the low line drives. I think probably the best I've seen a Yankee do that since Gardner. Cause that's not something. Remember those are balls that Aaron judge in center field is letting fall in front of yep, him. him and Hicks. Yep. Yes, those, get balls, those are singles in front of him. Bader is charging those balls like I mean, no hesitation, and he's making he's made at least two of those diving plays on balls in front of him. That's where the big payoff is. As much as we want to say Judge is a good center fielder, he's not getting the break and covering the ground on those balls in front of him the way Bader is. Yeah, no, Bader is uh, he he saved one of the games against the Red Sox he, with, with one of those catches. Bader is different, and he talks about you know working out with his dad and training and. Uh, he's been practicing this stuff his whole life. Um, but shout out to Judge. Judge made a nice throw from center last night to oh, get yeah. Bo Bichette. Bo, mm-hmm. Bo Bichette was off the bag. I'm like, what are these guys doing? They do all that talk about this is my house. And then yep. right after that, Vladdy Jr. thinks he hit one out. He's not hustling. And yeah. then he gets thrown out at second. I'm like, see, the Blue Jays are not quite there yet. Everyone said that the Blue Jays were going to win the division this Great year. Point. They still have some growing up to do. That's a great point because, you know, Teoscar Hernandez did it the other night. You said, Vlad, I mean, if Vladdy, if Vladdy should know what's a home run in his house, right? He should know that. Um, I think, I think it's a great point. It's hard to, you know, remember how, how long ago were we talking about, you know, people saying you know, the Yankees are the fourth best team in this division. Really? Not March. the case anymore. <laughs> Not the case. Okay. And they beat all these guys head to head too. They won season series against Tampa Bay and Toronto. These are teams you could see. Do we fear these? teams anymore i mean i th- i don't think you fear them i mean i think you have healthy respect for everybody that gets to october but you know the yankees are showing you they're good enough to beat both of those teams yeah i don't think we fear them i think it was like the baby blue jays we we looked at them as like oh they're pests they're gonna be a problem they're gonna get better and better okay they went and got matt chapman they traded for whit merrifield like yeah. they've got some guys but no The Yankees have gone toe-to-toe with them and beat them in their place and New York. Same with Tampa, right? There was a little bit of a rivalry starting with Tampa. Mm -hmm. There was a little beef, a little back and forth, and now it's like, no, we've handled business in in the trop. We've handled business in New York, right? Tampa used to be too comfortable for me in the Bronx. Their players (laughs) used to just be hanging out in the dugout, having a good old time. That's done. 
I think now the Yankees have kind of reasserted their dominance and uh, they have some really good players and good pitching and going into this postseason, we're most likely not going to run into our own division. Our own division is going to line up, I think, and uh, end up facing uh, Houston. And we'll end up facing the winner of the Guardians uh, Mariners series. And that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine by me. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I want to get into that. But let's let's you know, you mentioned Jordan Montgomery a minute ago. And I think it's worth revisiting as we talked about Bader. Um we all want to react right away to every trade and everything that happens. Say, this is what we know. We don't know. Um, you know, if you go back and draw some parallels to 1996, the Yankees traded for a couple of pitchers who were miserable in the end of the regular season, David Weathers and Graham Lloyd, both pitchers were lights out in October. Um, and those trades didn't look good in August, September. They looked great by the time he got through October. Now take this trade here. You know, Bader was in the boot. He was a joke. He was a punchline. Montgomery is doing a Sandy Koufax impression with the Cardinals. Well, last six starts, not very Koufaxian. I don't yeah. mean this is a, I don't mean this is a shot at Montgomery. It's just kind of you know this is what happens. You comes back play. down to earth a yeah, little bit, right? Everything right away. He's pitching oh to over a five or six CRA over his last six starts gave a bunch of home run balls to the Dodgers last week well Bader is finally coming back and showing you why they needed a center fielder why they traded for a center fielder and as we talked about Keith the price he had to pay to get a center fielder was a starting pitcher it had to be done and you know we all want to jump and jump to the conclusions right away watch it play out there's nothing wrong with that yeah it's a trade you have to give some value to get some value and I keep going back to the fact that Cashman said he was going to improve this team up the middle. And when I saw Aaron Hicks as a starting center fielder, I'm like, you lied. That's not improving this team no, up the middle. he's waiting. He knew that he, he didn't have. <laughs> exactly what he did. He waited. And we talked about this, I think, on you know one of the last episodes. There, you know, There's two times you can uh, improve your team in the offseason and at the deadline. And he waited to the deadline. And when I first saw that deal go, that deal was at the buzzer. I was excited about it because I had seen Harrison Bader. And I, I literally thought about, okay, I didn't even know if he would be ready for this year. But I thought about two things. Jordan Montgomery never gets run support. It is not working here. He's been here his whole career. He's been good, but he hasn't been great, and the team doesn't score for him. That is a guy you trade. And then Harrison Bader is a spark plug, literally a spark plug. You put him in the game. You can put him in late to pinch hit. He's a spark plug. He's a New Yorker. So when I saw that trade go go through, I was like, oh, great. I didn't feel like we lost that much losing Jordan Montgomery, but I felt like we gained something. If this kid comes back, he's healthy. He can run and play the way he did in St. Louis. And so far, so good. And they've been kind of resting him a little bit to make sure that he can stomp around in October. I think he's going to have some big moments for the Yankees. Uh, October comes down to, you know, just the smallest margin of error. And when you have a guy that can clean up center field like that, when you have a guy that can put pressure on the starting pitcher like that when he's on the base paths, it it makes a difference. Jordan Montgomery can't make a difference in every game like Harrison Bader can. Jordan Montgomery might not have gotten a postseason start at all. He might have been on the roster and maybe come out of the bullpen or not have pitched at all. Harrison Bader, um, as far as value goes, is more valuable to the New York Yankees and what they're trying to do this year. Yeah. And, and, and listen, and I, again, I don't want to tear down Jordan Montgomery. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the whole idea of run support, it's kind of weird, but it doesn't mean that, that it can't happen. Like, it, like you would still, if you had to pitch him in a play playoff game, you would pitch him in a playoff game and you feel like he's going to help you compete. But 
it was the price you had to pay to get a more valuable piece. And that's, I think, the biggest thing right there. Um, the pitching is something that I think we want to look at in the postseason. Let's remind everybody, you're listening to BXB. It's the Yankees podcast from Odyssey. Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy on Twitter. He's Keith at He's at Keith underscore McPherson. I'm at Yankees WFAN. And you can follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms from Odyssey. Make sure you subscribe, review, and all that jazz. And uh, keep coming back uh, throughout this Yankees postseason run now. We are the place to be to break it down.